Welcome to the Angler Podcast. This is Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter here at the Angler, uh, joined today by Richard Rushfield, Janice Min, and Tatiana Siegel. Of course, remember to uh, hit subscribe or follow the Angler Podcast on your listening platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter and the socials at the Angler. And of course, subscribe to the Angler to get the full suite of newsletters and podcasts at theangler.com where you can read more about uh, me getting $3 off my Netflix subscription. Anybody else taking the, uh, the ad tier today or am I on my, on my own? Uh, I'll, maybe I'll eventually do that. I'm watching Cobra Kai, which is not good, but I'm continuing to watch it and I don't want to watch commercials yet. Well, okay. Well, they didn't, they didn't bring House of Cards over, Janice. So just say no to the ad tier. So you can't watch House of Cards. Never watched that was it. a real. <laughs> I never watched it. No, no, interesting, no. interesting. Well, they, they, I, I am the logic of the uh, the streaming. I'm I'm the perfect streaming wars customer because I haven't watched a show on Netflix in probably three or four months. But I won't take the ad tier because I don't want to be interrupted by <laughs> ads. So I'm when and if gonna, you gonna spend spend more money so I don't have to watch ads on shows that I won't be watching. <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah, That's Richard's it. always a sucker customer in streaming. Every time, exactly. he's your he's your guy. He's your guy. Um, so, of course, this was the big entertainment earnings week this week, uh, where the big winner was a, uh, a newspaper company. So that's a good sign of where things are at in Hollywood right now. As uh, the New York Times was probably the only company to uh, see a bounce off their earnings call this week. All right, well, hooray for them because that's only good for. Places like us, right? Yay journalism. There you Yay go. Journalism. Yeah, there, there's yep. a future. That, uh, who knew? Um, but the in general, that the tech ad advertising spent uh, the tech advertising uh, slowdown last week by Google, Spotify, Meta, everybody kind of hinting that the ad headwinds are real in Q3 was confirmed pretty much by everybody from Roku to Paramount to Warner Bros. Discovery who all reported, yeah, the uh, scatter ad market is gone and uh the holidays do not look good um is well, the gist there sean cut to the chase everyone wants to know about warner brothers discovery well, we will get from- there, Janice, all right you know, okay I, I feel like that's that seems like not from what i can gather not great headlines today uh, a lot going on there. A lot going okay. on there. Right. Uh, they're right. still in business, as uh, it was asked earlier. So sorry <laughs> to jump ahead. You know that too. Uh, Lionsgate has announced they're writing off a third of Stars' value at one point five billion dollars. Essentially saying we overpaid for Stars by about a third. Not great. They're shutting down the networks internationally and pretty much all of Europe. So that's also taking a two hundred million dollar write down. And then we have some. Uh, let's see. Great uh, job news. Amazon pausing corporate hiring for good for, quote unquote, a few months. So uh, do not apply to Amazon this month. Uh, (laughs) Bloomberg also, sorry, the uh, Business Insider also reported that Apple is uh, pushing off uh, Apple TV hires uh, for a little while. Sony TV cut about seven people from their division today. Uh, Warner Brothers, according to Bloomberg, just uh, saw this today, um, is cutting five to ten percent of their uh, distribution and marketing in the Warner Brothers film division. CNN let go a couple of comms VPs. CNBC canceled Shepard Smith. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> this is a it's a fun week in Hollywood. I think we uh, we missed a week, Janice, in our, <laughs> in our wow. conversation. That's uh, it's like a sequel to our last conversation. Um, <laughs> wait, so should we start on lighter news? Ha ha. Yeah, exactly. So in lighter, and there's an election coming up, Janice. So please. So we have Peter Kiefer joining us. Hi, Peter. Hi, guys. 
And Peter has written about, uh, well, no, he's interviewed, well, and written about the um, the Los Angeles elections coming up, uh, which have divided Hollywood. Um, and Peter did these really great interviews uh, with um, their two mayoral candidates, Karen Bass and Rick Caruso, who have the town divided. Um, and... But he brought up something really interesting this week to me about this other election that is maybe more significant that we're not talking about. And I don't mean um, Potsy running for mayor in Ojai, <laughs> Anson Williams. I'm not talking about that. Um, wait, so Peter, can you describe what that other race is? Um, yeah, there's, well, there's a number of very important races and mayoralty being one of them, but I was drawn to this um, county supervisor race in the, what is the third district? Um which is an enormous um, a, a district that sort of spans deep into the valley, includes Westwood. I mean, basically all the entire entertainment industry and I think every, anyone who works in it pretty much lives in this district. It, it's um, me, you, Richard in yeah. Los Angeles, like yeah. our producer. Um, every, well, yeah, almost our producer. Yeah. And um, the race is um, quite, quite, quite tight, like many of the, the local races. And it's between the incumbent Bob Hertzberg and um, a young um up-and-comer named Lindsay Horvath, who's uh, campaigning, trying to campaign to his left. And um, it's sort of emblematic of how um, kind of dirty the politics has gotten in this election cycle. Uh, there's now charges of uh, anti-Semitism. Um, there was a flyer that went out by a group that was supporting Lindsay Horvath that some people thought uh, depicted um, Hertzberg is, you know, looking very Jewish and was sort of uh, playing on some old tropes like that. And then his, uh, supporters countered saying she was, um, she was, you know, Jew baiting and, and, and playing the anti-Semite card. And they, they put out a flyer with her sort of juxtaposed against the, um, unfurled banner of, uh, the neo-Nazis that went up last weekend. And, it just I, I I was speaking with some political consultants about uh, these two flyers and I was like, how bad is this? They're like, are you kidding me? This is about as bad as we've ever seen it uh, in a local race when you have these types of charges. Um, and anyways, it's, it's, it's a huge distance and a very important one. And but I think it speaks to just how charged the environment in Los Angeles is right now in the aftermath of obviously the Kanye West stuff that we've reported on. And his, you know, weeks and weeks of anti-Semitic comments and tirades. And then also with the um, the city council leaked tapes, which is still sort of roiling the, the political establishment in Los Angeles. Um, it just feels like this election is taken on like a new tenor, which is it's not usually the case in local elections in Los Angeles, which is a city famous for its political apathy. And I think not everyone who well, maybe even some people who live here aren't aware that the county board of supervisors actually have much more power in Los Angeles than the mayor. Is that correct? That is, yes. The supervisors, it's it's a, it's a very the, the whole charter system in Los Angeles is a hot mess. But um, without getting too much into the weeds, yes, the, the supervisors have a, an immense amount of power. The council members also have immense amount of power. And then obviously there's the mayor who is you know compared to sort of say Chicago or New York is is just does not have you know, the, the type of levers of control that you'd see in other major cities. So the supervisor races, which many people don't even realize are happening, are extremely important and more people need to take notice of them. And just uh, refresh our memories. Where does Hol where is Hollywood breaking down in their support of Caruso versus Bass? It's pretty split. 
you know, we've, I mean, we've talked about this in previous ones, but, um, uh, it's, it's kind of right down the middle. And, um, I think that, you know, we, w- the, the names that have jumped on for Caruso, uh, which, uh, we've, we've mentioned before the big ones were Ted Sarandos and, and, and his, and his wife, Nicole Avant. And what's, what's particularly interesting about them is that they've taken it a step further. They're actually, Nicole has been featuring in actual ads, uh, mm-hmm. for, for Rick Caruso and which is n- not common. Uh, I would say, considering that he was, uh, you know, he was a Republican up until I think it was 2012, he switched to become an independent and he only switched to become a Democrat right before he announced um, earlier this year. So he's not the kind of political profile that, you know, deep blue Hollywood would typically get behind. But, you know, these are not typical times in Los Angeles with the housing crisis and the homeless crisis. Well, he, he he's reciprocated support for Netflix uh, in your interview a few months back uh, with this clip. Look at Ted Sarantos. Here's a guy who said, I'm going to make a commitment and have my headquarters actually in Hollywood and, and made a big, incredibly wonderful commitment to the city. And what has the city done? The city has allowed encampments all around that headquarters. So people don't want to come back to work. And then, so who, who is, uh, who's supporting Karen Bass? Karen Bass has some, I mean, huge heavy hitters behind her. She's got, you know, JG Abrams, um, who's hosted multiple events for, her, uh, Steven Spielberg, um, uh, David Nevins, uh, Jennifer Garner, Shonda Rhimes has hosted uh, some fundraisers for her. So, I mean, really big, big names. Um, and she's the she's got the profile, you know, as a six term congresswoman from South Los Angeles, who's you know very, very you know been very left and very part of the Democratic establishment for a while. She's the kind of character that you would typically see Hollywood get behind. But again, there's something going on in the city right now that has people deeply concerned about where things are headed. And I think there is a potential for, you know, throw out the incumbent type of election where Rick Caruso, who has thrown obviously tens, I mean, we're up, I think he's over 80, $80 million now of his own money has made this an incredibly tight race. And I think if you talk to pollsters, it's a flip of the coin on who's going to win this one. Well, I think it's interesting how much the two of them have catered to the entertainment industry, knowing that they really are the big donor class of Los Angeles at this point, right? The Maybe the only donor class left in Los Angeles. Um, and I thought the comments, and uh, we'll play the clip that Karen Bass made when you spoke to her about how she would cater to the entertainment community specifically if she were elected mayor were very interesting. I am deeply aware of the significance of the entertainment industry. I think in Los Angeles for too long, we took the industry for granted. And so we watched industries develop in, you know, Nashville and Atlanta and, and uh, New Orleans, New York. Um, and so we want to keep film production here. So I will definitely uh, work closely with the industry. Um, I represent a lot of the industry in my uh, congressional district. And, um, and so I'm looking forward to continuing uh, that tradition and also making it easier to film in Los Angeles. All right. Should we do predictions of who we think is going to win on Tuesday? I kind of feel so I'm going to, I'm going to cite one poll that I recently saw um, that showed there was uh, that showed the neck and neck. I mean, Crusoe was down 12 points up until about four weeks ago. And then new polls have put them basically in a dead heat. But there was one particular um, figure in the recent poll that showed that of the 24% people polled who were undecided, 
they were a, a large portion of them also said they didn't want to say who they were voting for. And that's an important thing in these elections, because in a city like Los Angeles, which is deeply Democratic, that means somebody is uncomfortable saying they're voting for a candidate who might not be exactly fit the profile of a Los Angelino politician, which indicates to me that Caruso might have a lot more support out there than the polls are actually showing. Yeah. Like, and also, even if you just look at the people who have come on board and said that they're supporting him in Hollywood, Brian Lord, for example, that guy never uh, weighs in on anything. He's so careful and he is very overtly supporting him. So I think that, you know, things like that indicate to me that the there's more than even a shy Caruso voter. There's like an now a kind of getting, you know, not afraid to say it. Caruso voter. So my prediction is, uh, say this is one who in, in my previous life, uh, I volunteered on my first mayoral campaign in 1985 for Mayor Bradley. We'll be talking about Warren Harding or something. Um, <laughs> Prehistoric and I have worked for uh, a succession of uh, young, bright, hopeful, diverse candidates running for mayor uh, in the in the 150 years since. And what and <laughs> after all, and 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 many of them have become mayor. Um, and I defy anyone to close their eyes and I tell you the actions of a mayoral administration and tell me whether it's Richard Reardon or James Hahn or Anthony Antonio Villagrosa or Eric Garcetti. It, so my prediction is whoever wins uh Rick Caruso or Karen Bass, that will be the last you ever hear of them until uh until they check in to be reelected four years from now because nobody cares to enough to run against them. Wow. Okay. <laughs> There's my prediction. <laughs> can I can I vote Quimby or is that not no? Is that a different no? Sean, how about New York governor's race? Do you have a prediction there? Uh it's it's the polls are tight. Uh, you know, that's New York State, it's not New York City. And that's uh, a thing to it's the governor's, not the mayor. So uh, New York State is very, very different than New York, than New York City. So, uh, you know, it'll be I, the I Republican. Uh, exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking. Pataki wouldn't, was a Republican. Wouldn't be like the it, first time. Yeah. Yeah. The state has done it. So I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way. I think there's a big there's a big difference in the candidates. I don't think it's, you know, maybe as close as it would have been when Pataki was uh, was here with, um, idealistically, if you will. But um yeah, it'll be a it's it's not a foredrawn conclusion that a Democrat will be in, in the, the governor's seat by any means. OK, um, Peter, thanks so much. We look forward to seeing what happens. Thanks for all your great reporting. And people should definitely go back and listen to those podcasts if they're undecided or even if they are decided. They're uh, super interesting. You can find them on our feed. Great. Thanks, guys. Great. Thank you, Peter. And uh, now, Janice, we can discuss the other question that you had earlier in the podcast. So please, the floor is yours. The floor is mine. No, the floor is really yours. I just want to hear. I see the Warner Brothers Discovery reported their earnings today. And like, it has been a drumbeat of not great headlines for them this week. I think there was um, like one that Joe Flint did at the Wall Street Journal. The headline was like, lots of debt, bad morale, Things are not good at Warner Brothers Discovery, and I'm that's it was some version of those words. Paraphrasing, then, but yeah, um, right. And then we're hearing that the layoffs are about to begin imminently at CNN. Um, they laid off their comms team today, right. yeah. um, and then uh, so 
I think people were anticipating what was actually going to be said on this earnings call, which oddly, one of the headlines. Yeah, what did you suggest? Well, maybe it's deflection was like, I'm going to work with J.K. Rowling or or, I want to work with J.K. Rowling, which (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm open to it. I'm I'm open open to it. I mean, it was that just like this, like jujitsu CEO move where you're like, (laughs) let's not talk about all those numbers and like let's let that narrative take over um and anyway i'm curious i'm curious to hear your thoughts and also the the real the real headlines that came sure. out yes there was a, a lot of programming talk uh certainly going on about you know all that stuff janice is you know must have been i mean it seemed like at least five minutes whether it was or was not i don't know but uh reeling off all that stuff we're you know DC and the, the the heads of DC. It's a passion project for the both of them, which I'm like, that's an interesting term to put as a future of the company, as a passion project. But um, yeah, a lot of that stuff going on. And we're, Harry Potter, we're bringing that back. There hasn't been a Harry Potter film in 15 years. A Spider, a Superman film hasn't ha- happened. And you know, all the stuff that he's like, things that have been dormant, we're going to reinvigorate and all that rah rah speech, if you will. Of course, now, how are you going to pay for it? Uh, with the other question. Um, you know, the real numbers, I mean, streaming lost another $630 million in the quarter, uh, you know, the subscription, HBO Max, HBO, H- I mean, they HBO combine Max. them all now. Yeah. Janice, it's only one unit now. So streaming yeah. represents Dis- discovery plus and HBO max. Okay. The big news is that the, the big news, the big announcement on the call was that the combined entity, which I always call HBO disco max plus will now launch in spring instead of summer next year. So they moved that up by a quarter, essentially. So okay. a, Q, a Q2 launch instead of a Q3 launch. Um, They've got much, 100 million yeah. subscribers. Is that 94, a good... They added yeah. 2.8, mil, 2.8 million. It's the same problem uh, that everybody else is having. It's like the 2.1, let me get the exact number here. Uh, 2.3 million of the 2.8 million was international, where they make $3.68 a subscriber. 500,000 was in the US where they make $10 and 66 cents a subscriber. So they're adding subscribers in regions where you don't make a lot of money earning subscribers. Right. Not agree. You know, so uh, the numbers, one thing of how many you added, but again, how much money are you making? And then they lost 634 million to whatever you know, the uh, EBITDA was for, uh, for Q3. So that's the narrative. One other interesting thing that came out, of, <clears throat> excuse me, came out of that a lot of advertising talk this month, Janice. And yeah, uh, you know, so they only made, you know, they have an ad tier on, you know, on discovery plus and HBO max. Um, they only made $106 million in advertising revenue from streaming in Q3. That's out of, they made 2.3 billion in streaming in subscription revenue. They're, they're not making any money on the ad tiers. And they actually, I think it was JB Perrette who was on the call. I, you know, you just hear it, you don't see it, but was said they were surprised how many, the, the lack of people who shifted to the ad tier for HBO Max when they offered it. So that's an, it was an interesting, like, you know, in terms of this advertising being what is the size of this market. And to give you some comparison, Janice, like that's less than Tubi made, which is a free service from Fox. Wow. By wow. a lot. That's by by to be made 150. This was 106. So it was a sizable margin. So uh, you know the advertising business on these on the ad tiers. You know how robust is this? And at HBO Max, it's it's not very much. That that was another kind of. Is that is that like because people who are HBO diehards they're I used. Think, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Where there wasn't that, you're not used to watching it. 
and with an ad, you know, but, and Netflix will see what the curious thing about Netflix is. Cause you're, you know, back to Richard's point earlier, he not, does not want to watch the ads and he's not watched them for as long as he's had it. Uh, so is there that much? And Netflix said in their call, they weren't expecting a lot of people to downshift, you know, or to downgrade to the ad tier. They were like, we don't expect that to happen much at all. We think it'll be additive for people who don't want to pay the $15 and never did. And the HBO data kind of really backs up what Netflix, you know, was saying on, on their earnings call uh, back in October. Um, I'm just curious because, you know, and Richard wrote about this week that the insanity of uh, that we've let Wall Street determine the mood of every of how we should feel about our companies. Um, but how did the markets respond in after hours trading after Warner Brothers it's, made? Yeah, I'll, I'll, it, was, it wasn't much of the time. I'll, I don't think it was. Uh, let me see. It wasn't a, the collapse that we saw at Paramount or, Ro- or, la- <laughs> or last time, Janice. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's down 5%. It was down 5% today. So roughly a 10% hit, but that's not. Yeah, Paramount was down much more than that. And Roku was down a lot more than that. So relatively speaking, not as bad, but it wasn't a favorable view. Uh, certainly not. How how ominous is this idea that they have up their goal of uh, how much more they're going to cut from like it's now three point five billion? Right, the redundant the uh, the cost savings as they put it, Tatiana. I think uh, from the merger was up from three billion to three point five billion is what they done. This we found Ooh. more money between the couch cushions. Uh, yeah, like another half a billion. Oh, and- we found once we got in the door. Uh, but to your point, Tatiana, that probably is a good chunk they didn't say but uh coming from layoffs and things along those lines versus oh we found better ways to run our businesses smarter you know but again they didn't say any of that it was just that they said we found an extra 500 million wow. so what's another that, what you will 500 million between friends, between friends. <laughs> 500, 500 oh yeah 500, 500 million, million. Sorry. yeah yeah, yeah no, no trust tatiana i do that all the time in my head did i say 500 billion? Exactly. uh so i'm curious richard if you're the town and you're a producer you're a creator you're you know you're you know pitching projects how are you processing all of this do you think I mean, I, I think we're in the uh, the kind of trench warfare time of the streaming wars, and people will take a few yards here and move their trenches back a few yards and kill off a few uh, a few of the others. But I, the 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 time when 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 you can just sort of leap forward and and suddenly add a add a hundred million new subscribers uh, and at a, at a wave of the hand is behind us. And I, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I think we should stop. Uh, I, th- I think they should stop doing quarterly earnings. <laughs> and we should just look at. They would you love want, you, to, Richard. I think you, you want to know. You want to know how well they're 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 doing overall. Like uh, again, make rule number one. It is a business of hits. And look at who's producing things that people are watching. And I bet at the end of the year, it gives you a pretty good sense of. Uh, of of who's doing well and who's and, and who's not. Um, but I and- like the quarterly earnings because they otherwise you you have these huge bombs that people movie bombs that people will kind of pretend weren't bombs until the earnings report and they have to acknowledge that they took a hundred million dollar write down on something. Yeah, it, I mean it 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 keeps him honest on a on a on a, on a more regular basis or, or keeps him putting their kind of forward on a on on a. They they have to, considering they don't generally address questions in a typical month, other 
apart from apart from these earnings quarrels, it's a a chance where they've got to uh, it's sort of like the prime minister's question time. They've they've got to stand up and uh, and 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 respond to the things that are out there. But I don't I I, I don't I don't feel that these things are giving us much uh, light into what's really the the the, the nature of the company. And it's uh, it you know for HBO if they have they have two or three big shows next year that'll make a big difference um shows that are really watched and not just shows that that critics like um if they if if they don't that's 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 gonna hurt them and i i just i, I just think we're in we we're in a very static period um in this and and watching it quarter to quarter is not producing too much uh light anymore for me yeah i mean especially at a company like this where it- it is a long turnaround here. You know, uh, this isn't a quarterly thing. You know, the good Tatiana, I mean, I'm with you about earning about quarterly earnings reports. They're more important now than ever they've ever been because the numbers are hard to find. You know, nobody mm-hmm. really, these streaming minutes isn't they mean nothing. The old metrics are as we've talked about that actually. And also you get you get like these little nuggets. Like David David Zaslav said today that I didn't know this, but that Warner Brothers still has the rights to make Lord of the Rings movies. Movies, yes, exactly. Oh, interesting. Yes, he did bring yeah. that up as a franchise, you know, not an active be- development. But yeah, exactly. Just reminding people of things that are still right. But yeah, yeah. By the way, we still own that. Yeah, just FYI. And we'll still um, have to pay Harvey and Bob Weinstein five percent. But you know, there may be some profit participants in that that they may want to uh, discuss. But uh, yeah, but you know, Richard, you're, it, this like the no, the news wasn't going to be good. Uh, you know, it's not going to be good. I'll tell you now, right now, it won't be good in Q4 either. Um, and no. and uh, and and the the thing that I, I feel like no one's really addressing fully in, in any of these is that. You're looking into uh, sort of twin apocalypses next year if they're if it's bad now with recession and a po- and a likely strike cap coming and right. uh, I don't hear anybody talking about their plans for either of those things. The Writers Guild certainly has a lot more leverage uh, going into negotiations next year than they probably did uh, five or six months ago. I think uh, certainly, and so. the studios have less who are all cost cutting have less room to uh, to satisfy their demands. Right. Right. And, and, and actually, Zazov was saying a lot of what you were saying, Richard, in that it is really about the quality and it's not about the fire hose anymore. And this is our strategy. You know, whether you believe it or not, it's, it is about making quality content was a big message in that. He was, you know, reeling off the, you know, Harry Potter's and the Lord of the Realms stuff in, in that spirit. But the, the underlying message was we make good stuff people like to watch. We've turned off the fire hose. We're not making movies for HBO Max. We're not putting these shows on that no one was watching. We've, you know, we're, and this is what we're doing now. And it's going to take a while. And this is, you know, this is where we're at. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain, you know, financial pain involved in that. And this is, you know, uh, and it's not going away anytime soon. You know, so, can I just point out? Entertainment Strategy Guy did this column today about uh, myth, as he called it, myth of the global streaming streaming hit, myth of the global streaming hit, and he, um, and he, you know, you how you did this thing, Sean, where you went through the critical and uh, audience reviews on Rotten right. Tomatoes and uh, of of American 
movies released on Netflix, the Netflix originals. And he sort of did a similar thing um, with the foreign films uh, of through Netflix originals, where there was this once like great hope that we would have this like global economy where, you know, you like Squid Game, you're going to love all these other shows from South Korea. And like the content, <laughs> content costs would be amortized all around the world. And it's like this incredible flywheel. But anyway, I highly recommend people to um, look at the poster for a movie that Netflix did out of Brazil called Fenced In and watch the trailer. And it's uh, and the, the log line is, Walter moves from the city out to the countryside after a nervous breakdown. But his dream of a peaceful life is ruined when he meets his loud neighbors. <laughs> and like when you, I, I mean, I just encourage people to watch the trailer because like when you see that versus anything HBO does, I mean, it's night and day. I will caveat all that to say Netflix is growing internationally and so they're doing something right and maybe people don't care and people like the quantity game yeah taste taste also varies around the world janice you know it's it's uh so something look we we watch as, as the november watch... afm festival proves every year <laughs> <laughs> a lot of diverse tastes out there tatiana <laughs> exactly. Many different audiences chatting with richard earlier and i'm like there was not a lot of, you know the Outside the New York Times and you know uh, WWE both had positive news and were doing well, but everybody else, I really can't. The spin was out there. Roku was the only honest company out there, really, just being like, "Yep, it was bad. It's going to be bad again in Q4." But our business fundamentals are strong, and they're actually the one company that is not lying or not not uh, not lying. Not trying to spin. Not trying to spin, and that yeah, when advertising returns. Which it will, you know, advertising is cyclical. Anybody, everybody knows they will have more, you know, they don't have a user problem. They don't have an engagement problem. They have an advertising business problem. You know, the, when the advertising spend comes back, they're going to have more users to put ads in front of and more inventory to put ads in. So when the demand from advertisers returns, they're in a good position to be making a lot more money again. Well, well, so I know, I know, Richard doesn't want us to talk about stock prices and all of that. But were they punished for their honesty? Uh, they were overnight. Janice is funny, but then when the market opened up, it was like it was maybe down three percent today. Like it, it was down maybe like I don't know. I think it was maybe twenty percent last night. Where it was, they were, it got punished. But once the kind of people looked at it and got over the initial shock of it, it's like your your fundamentals are sound. Like yeah, Q four is going to be bad and probably early twenty twenty three, but. You don't have a business problem. You have a market problem. And the problem with the studios is they have a business problem. And that the advertising market, they're hitting being hit by that as well. Paramount advertising was down. Warner Brothers Discovery advertising was down there as well. And the bundle's going away. That's the other large narrative is, you know, the cord cutting is getting worse. And these companies, as we all know, rely upon the cable bundle. They're built on it, you know, as the core revenue uh, of their company streaming is clearly not making money yet and will not for another two years if it even gets to that point for some of these companies and you're seeing the effects now this quarter where not only is are is the you know the ad ads at pullback being cited for lack of revenue but also they're in these networks are in fewer homes because of cord cutting so MTV might have been mm. in 75 million homes a year ago. Now it's in 70. And that's fewer people to advertise to. And that's fewer checks from cable companies. You know, they get paid a fee every month. When you that's five million homes are not being paid for anymore. So that revenue is going down. And people are just not watching cable as much anymore. 
And whenever this ad re <clears throat> ad pullback when advertising returns, that bundle is going to be even smaller. So it doesn't really benefit you if ad rates go back up because you have a smaller audience to begin with. So, you know, to at that point. So they have a real systemic issue that's being exaggerated now starting in this quarter. And everybody's kind of talking like, oh, it'll, you know, it's cyclical, it's in nature. I'm like, we're in inning two of this. We're not in inning seven of this. And this, inning two of what? Of the ad recession and whatever's uh -huh. gonna happen to the economy. Yeah. This isn't the, the the middle or like, oh, we'll be fine in a little while. Like, and nobody and nobody knows, you know, worth you know how long this is gonna be, no matter what anybody tells you. So that's an endemic problem to these companies that are pure content companies like Paramount and WBD that don't have theme parks, don't have a cable company that is their parent or an electronic electronics company like Sony, things like that. Um, well, that's chipper. Uh, Tatiana, <laughs> what, what I took caveat. It wasn't a great wow. Wasn't <laughs> I'm just holding on to that New York Times. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Buy New York Times stock. It's up 10%. It's great. Wow. Um, yeah, no, it's real. Uh, Tatiana and Richard, will, will you give us some good news before we wrap this up? Uh, <laughs> well, Jeff Zucker has a new job, Tatiana. So speaking of Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah, Tatiana broke yes. up a story this week. <laughs> Jeff Zucker is back and um uh or he's inching his way back. He's in advanced talks to do this uh Redbird one billion dollar sports uh head up a Redbird billion dollar sports venture. Um I think it's uh I use the word unconventional in the story, but in a way it's it's a bit of a comeuppance for Jeff because uh as deep pocketed as Redbird is, um, it's not like a conventional brand that you could see Jeff Zucker thinking he was going to land. Well, at. he coveted, he's like a trophy hunter guy. Like he wants, like he loves, like, I think he, you know, people always guessed he was leaking his name out to be, to run ESPN when, when yeah. that search was going right, on right. that, you know, that he, he wanted to be considered for that. Right. Um, of course, of course. Yeah. And, and there was and, a certain publication for a while, oh, uh, pushing the idea that he was on the brink of being given uh, Paramount, that he was going to be in charge. <laughs> Which oh. was never going to happen, ever. I yeah. think they also were suggesting he would win the Nobel Peace Prize, too, <laughs> if, I, if I know. <laughs> there was a lot, mixed, lot uh, mixed there. Yeah. But he is a man who knows spectacle, so I think sports is a great fit for him. Um, Jeff Zucker could have done some sort of uh, pivot to the circus industry or sports. Uh, I don't think news was in his uh, future, but... Um, well, okay, so a question for Tatiana and Richard, like, you know, so he had transgressions on the job. He wasn't like, you know, like uh, sexually assaulting people in his office, but these were corporate transgressions and sort of news transgressions. And so if you're in this mode today of hiring, like at one of these big publicly traded companies, can you absorb that kind of executive anymore? No. Not for news. There has to be some sort of higher standards when you're talking about news news gathering operations um could he have landed in a sort of uh if the cards if the stars lined up for him at espn yes i think espn he could have i think the world has brushed that under the table already and <laughs> and uh and said okay well he it, there's no charges filed against him he's not actually on trial so, so right his, his punishment was losing the job right, right. Um, so yeah. so, uh, so I sh whatever happened what what do we know about that
Right. Yeah. And what else would he do? Like, you know, his tenure as the head of NBC Entertainment wasn't, you know, lauded, I think. Uh, so an entertainment job necessarily isn't like, oh, he'll run a studio. Like, that's not it. There's no other news organization to run when you run CNN. He's not going to run Fox and he's not going to run MSNBC. He could run uh, DAZN. <laughs> Well, that's, right. a sports, that, that's a sports job, right. exactly. Which is uh, my former head of ESPN. So well, I think here, you here's, all a, here's, a cra- here's a crazy idea. He could take his, uh, you know, tens or hundreds of millions he has and uh, and open a homeless shelter and and spend the next twenty years. <laughs> oh, uh, Richard, looking after that's, the poor. <laughs> you, like, you're so naive. <laughs> how about that? If he wants to keep busy. You were like about to go with like and start his own like news channel like <laughs> yeah, like right, like right. Al Gore did with current I mean, TV. They're, they're, oh, all these people say they want to serve and they want to be the vital. There, there's other ways besides being CEO of a giant media company to uh, to serve no, they the just, world. Uh, they just want power. This is why all these former Hollywood or Hollywood people like I might run for office. Like, right. come on. Yeah. And then they realize what that entails. And it's like even Jeff Zucker was rumored, of course, to be uh, the right. mayor of New York at one point. Which I'm was... sure he didn't float out himself at all to reporters at all. Repeatedly. <laughs> um, no. And no. I, I think Tatiana. He had Allison probably... for that. but Ex- Exactly. <laughs> um, I think Tatiana, Tatiana and I would probably agree. Could we could we name one single disgraced woman, Tatiana, um, who then was given a billion dollar fund to oversee mm, by yeah. a friend? <laughs> I, I I can name one. Who? Marissa Mayer. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. there's one. All right. Other All right. One one person. One one, one All right. example. Right. That's a good. That's a good example. I that's mean, there, there, there. It definitely though skews more male. I'll say. Yeah. I'll say that. No, the, she's the exception that proves the rule. All right, Zucker for mayor, twenty twenty four. We'll see if that transpires. Uh, anybody? Any last thoughts before we uh, leave for the week? I want to plug one last thing. Um, there, let's see. I am moderating uh, an uh, an event at Bloomberg in Los Angeles with two reporters. I know our audience likes uh, and respects um, John Koblen from the New York Times and Felix Gillette from Bloomberg. Um, they have a book coming out that I think you've heard of. It's called "It's Not TV: The Spectacular Rise." revolution and future of hbo um we'll put a link in sean's newsletter in the wake up uh, where to register there are just a few seats left i was told but anyway it's a chance to come meet some uh great journalists and some people from the angler and what day was that janice november 15th and they were in the bloomberg offices in century city and i'll give you the link sean to put in the wake up great yeah i'll put that uh yeah, there's in- just a few seats left so if you're interested um Register soon. Okay, great. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, a lot more, somehow, even more to come next week, Janice. We're not, we're not quite done with Q3. Disney, so, Disney. yes, Disney is uh, the big one ahead, and uh, AMC theaters both on election day. In case you need more news to discuss wow. on Tuesday, uh, the, the true Super Tuesday, and then uh, our friends at Endeavor will finish off uh, Q3 earnings week later next week. So, uh, as always, Ari likes to go last. The only place he probably likes to go last is in the earnings calls. Uh, so that'll happen on Thursday. I will be covering all this every day in the wake up newsletter. You can go to the ankler.com to subscribe and get that in your inbox every morning. Uh, as always, Richard, Tatiana, Janice, thank you. Pleasure to see you all. And, uh, remember to subscribe to the anchor. Remember to subscribe to the anchor at the anchor.com for the full suite of newsletters and podcasts and to catch all of that free earnings action. Uh, otherwise we'll see you next week.